This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon, in studio with me. As usual on this beautiful Sunday morning is my co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. How are you today? I'm doing great, and welcome to spring. We're uh, spring. It's a beautiful weather outside today, sunny, bright, and warm. And it's also the last day of the Masters, which to me heralds the arrival of spring. And it should be a fantastic day from Augusta today. Just want to give our listeners a little uh, a little uh, update on our guest this morning. We were hoping to have Paul Beeston with us this morning. Unfortunately, a family commitment. He's unable to be with us. But he's promised he'll talk to us next Sunday, so we'll bring all our listeners up to date on the Blue Jays. It's been an exciting week in Blue Jay land. We're certainly, we'll have an opportunity to talk to Paul Beeston about that next Sunday morning. But we've got, coming up shortly, live from Augusta, John Steinbreder. We welcome John back to the uh, Naz and Wally Sports Hour. He's a senior writer for Masters.com. He's uh, down at Augusta, and will be, uh, he'll be joining us shortly in the middle of the hour. Matt Nickel the founder of BioSteel Sports Supplements. An announcement, he's got a great event happening at the Mattamy Centre Tuesday night and a basketball event, and we're certainly looking forward to talking to him about that. And later on, uh, also in the hour, uh, Sean Clement back to join us. Sean, of course, uh, has been uh, a friend of our show from last year. He's the Internet's greatest golf teacher and certainly looking forward to speaking to him. But the big story today, Naz, obviously, is the Masters. And a 21-year-old, I won't even call him a kid, but a 21-year-old young man who's uh, setting the golf world on fire, Jordan Spieth, currently my favorite golfer, uh, uh, certainly an interesting day. He's set the 54-hole record at the Masters, and uh, it's going to be an exciting day today. He's uh, paired up with Justin Rose, and he's got Phil barking up his heels or nibbling at his ankles, and... uh, the, the master starts on the back nine today, so uh, looking forward to that. And as your assessment of... Uh, he's had a really uh, great tournament. That kid is, uh, is comparable to Tiger Woods when he started. If you look at the stats, they're pretty comparable with the two. And the, the kid looks like he's got everything put together. And uh, seems to he makes a mistake and he bounces right back with a birdie or a great shot the next hole. And amazing, uh, amazing uh, talent. Certainly what impressed me about uh, Jordan Spieth yesterday, he had, uh, he had an up-and-down round, I think, seven birdies, uh, three bogeys, and, and a double bogey on 17, um, which um, could have done a serious damage to his round today. It would have been very difficult for him 
to come in to sleep on that kind of a lead if he had a bogeyed 18. And I know you watched the, yesterday, and of course I always look forward to the Masters. Uh, he found himself in an incredibly difficult position on 18, top right, top uh, top shelf on the right side of the green, had to, had to bounce it down. And uh, he said, that the announcer said, there's one in five chance of salvaging par from that location. And he salvaged par. If he wins the tournament today, which I hope he does, I'm a big fan of Jordan Spieth, um, we can look back on his par save on 18 from yesterday as perhaps the, uh, the defining moment of the tournament. Absolutely. That was a flop shot he made. And he uh, kind of, uh, the announcer didn't even see it coming. That's uh, how good that shot was, and it was it was terrific. He's a he's his composure is incredible for twenty one year old. Incredible, but uh, they make uh, they make comparisons to Tiger, and they're two totally different players. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, obviously, it's uh, the the comparisons to Tiger a little bit early. I mean, uh, Jordan uh, Spieth has not won a major yet, um, and uh, he's got he's got a Rory as part of his generations, a few years ahead of him, and four majors in the bank already. Um, so, but, uh, he certainly, uh, has got game. He's got yeah, game he and he's, he seems to have the attitude out there and, and let's talk about Tiger. You know, uh, I, I would, uh, nobody was picking him to work, win the Masters, obviously, given where he had come from this year. He's, you know, he's way down in the rankings, hasn't done much golf lately, but I, I'd, I'd say his performance this week has been a bit of a surprise. I would not have thought that uh, he would have been able to be in the thick of it, but he's, in the, he's on the leaderboard, and uh, uh, he's certainly in the mix. He seems to be a little bit far behind to make a, make a run at it, but uh, uh, certainly a surprising week from he's Tiger. He's played really well. Tiger Woods has played really, really well, and hopefully he can come back. I don't think he'll be back to the way he was, but uh, he's... Uh, He's played very well. And certainly, the the gentlemen, it's gentlemen, the ratings guys at CBS are thrilled to death about uh, it's this afternoon. You got the great the great young hope uh, Jordan Spieth, and you got the two wily veterans uh, lurking around, Phil Mickelson and uh, Tiger on the leaderboard. So I, my guess is the guys at CBS are thrilled to death about uh, about this leaderboard. I think the young lad's going to go wire to wire and win the tournament, though. Well, I, I really do. I think Spieth is going to win this. Certainly going to be fascinating how uh, Spieth comes into Amen Corner this afternoon and whether his nerves his whether his nerves hold up. Anyways, we've got on the line right after the break, live from Augusta, John Steinbretter, senior writer for Masters dot com and Global Golf Post. He's at Augusta and he'll be with us right after the break. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when I got my fill. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. You get two Ponzerati with two toppings each, plus two big Pepsis, the deal is a peach. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. Just $13.99, that's low. For show, let's, whoa. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. Visit pizzaville.ca or call 736-3636. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice.
Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. Discover Villanova College, York Region's only independent co-educational Catholic school. We offer small class sizes and a commitment to academic excellence towards properly preparing students for university and lifelong success. If you are a young person or a parent seeking more from today's education, then take a moment to learn more about Villanova College. Find out about our specialized enrichment programs, including STEM and advanced placement. For information regarding admissions or to schedule a personal tour, visit VillanovaCollege.org. There are two ways to argue sports with these guys, and none of them work. The boys are back, the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Back to the Naz and Wally uh... Sports Hour, live from Augusta, senior writer for Masters.com and also for Global Golf Post, a friend of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, uh, back with us uh, after a hiatus. Uh, John Steinbrenner, how are you this morning, John? I'm terrific, guys. How's everyone doing? We're, we're doing fantastic and looking forward to a fantastic, uh, fantastic afternoon of golf from Augusta. And uh, you were with us last year on Master Sunday, and welcome back. Thanks for coming back and talking to us. What's the buzz at Augusta this Sunday morning? Well, the buzz is, uh, first of all, Jordan Spieth, of course, is the main story. I mean, this kid has uh, been playing brilliantly. Had a little hiccup yesterday on 17, which is double bogey there. But uh, otherwise, a pretty flawless, um, uh, you know, a totally flawless first two days. And a pretty flawless round yesterday with a uh, pretty, uh, of course, it was uh, pretty receptive to scoring, especially on the first nine with some uh, pretty big-name players in pretty hot pursuit, and he hung in there. He played well. Uh, started today at 14-under, ended at 16-under. At one point, had a six-stroke lead, now down to four. But he's the one who's impressing everybody with his play, with his um, demeanor, with his cool, and uh, he's just been kind of fun to be around. And then, of course, there's multiple stories. You just look at the leaderboard, and you go down to Justin Rose, Mickelson, McElroy Woods, uh, Tiger and Roy playing together today, Dustin Johnson. I mean, it's an impressive leaderboard. 
there's a lot of ground to be made up, but it's still uh, it's, it's going to be an exciting afternoon. People are really enjoying this Masters. There's a lot of drama. There's a lot of anticipation, and uh, it's going to be a great day. John, the course doesn't seem to be playing as tough as usual at the Masters. Do you see a really low score, a 64, anybody shooting that kind of round? Because I think that's the kind of round somebody's going to need to shoot to beat him. I think it's hard to say. I mean, the uh, I was talking with Phil Mickelson yesterday at the end of his round, and he spoke of how the front nine, the first nine, as I say down here, was uh, set up for scoring the second nine, not so much. Um, there was some rain earlier in the week. Uh, it was very foggy down here early this morning, so I think there's still a lot of moisture in the ground. And um, and I think that as a result, and we've kind of heard this all week, uh, the, the greens have been pretty receptive, even the long irons. And so, yeah, I think scoring is going to be uh, a possibility. They like to have uh, scoring and the possibility for comeback from the second nine here on a Sunday. So um, I think there will be some low numbers, but I think it's going to be pretty hard. Again, somebody is going to have to shoot that 66 or 67, 65 to uh, to uh, leap ahead of Spieth. And Spieth just seems so cool and calm and collected. And remember, he was here last year in this position, playing in the final group, not with the lead necessarily, but um, still there, and that experience will probably serve him very well. Well, certainly, uh, Jordan Spieth, and you wrote an article, uh, if, correct me if I'm wrong, John, it was either yesterday or the day before on Masters.com about Jordan Spieth, so you've had an opportunity to observe him. And what... Uh, I mean, he thoroughly impressed me by um, by his play on 18 yesterday. The tournament, the tournament, in a certain sense, was almost starting to get away from him. If he had a bogey at 18, or God forbid, another double bogey, that would have been pretty tough to sleep on overnight. And and, and he pulled and he pulled off a par from from almost an impossible position. Um, tell me a little bit about Jordan Spieth, your assessment of him. What makes him uh, such an exceptional golfer. Well, you know, I don't know. It's so hard. I mean, he's you know to get into his head. I mean, and that's the first thing you think about. He's 21 years old. Yet he speaks and acts with um, with wisdom and and poise uh, far beyond his years. Uh, he's obviously got a super game. I, you talked about that up and down at 18, and that was extraordinary, especially after his double at 17. I watched him hit a shot into nine yesterday, and if you go on Masters.com and we have video. We, we, you can replay all those shots. He hit a an iron on out of the rough, uh, or what they call the first cut here, uh, downhill lie, uh, pin his left middle of the green, and he hit an iron that to the short side of that that left him about a four footer, which he drained for birdie. It was one of the best shots I've ever seen in my 16 years covering the Masters. It's just unbelievable. And he's got the game. He's got the poise. And what I've been impressed with most is he's also got the, the sort of the wisdom that when he is in positions, he doesn't, you know, pull Phil Mickelson and, and try to do too much or take an enormous risk. He, he's he been very, very smart, very careful, uh, while still being aggressive as he plays his way around here. He's just making a lot of very, very smart decisions as far as I can tell. All right, what is your assessment of Tiger Woods for this tournament? Are you surprised he's doing as well as he is? And... Uh... What's the future for Tiger? Well, I'm, I think I'm very surprised he's doing as well as he is because, as we all saw, his short came not too long ago. I mean, it was it was like the sort of thing you'd seen a you know the Sunday morning. Uh, look like uh, my short. Look, 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 at my, look yeah. like my short game, John. I mean, yeah, I think <laughs> it's I think it's remarkable what he's done because of how bad and how what poor shape his game was in not that long ago, and then trying to 
do this and be in front of all these people with all these eyes on him. And, you know, it's all the talk being about um, his, you know, the the sad state of his game as opposed to his being, you know, a contender for the Masters. Yeah, I think what he's pulled off here uh, is, is surprising uh, in, in lots of ways. I mean, his 73 the first day was, you know, pretty middling, but <clears throat> he didn't have any issues with chipping. Uh, so people consider that a victory. And he said right after the round that he his short game was in great shape and it was back to being a strength again. And I don't know how much of that is wishful thinking. But then, you know, to follow that up as he did with uh, the 69 and 68, I mean, he's really, uh, that's impressive. He deserves a lot of credit for that because I don't think we were expecting it. Uh, Phil seems to have turned uh, turned his game around as well. He had, coming into the Masters, I mean, he had, he had a, a fairly good event, I, I believe, the week before at Shell in Houston, uh, but he, he really didn't, wasn't uh, doing anything earlier on in the year and seems to have turned it around. Where's, uh, is he? Is this, Is it the master of his short game again, or is he putting the ball in the fairway? What What's Phil done to turn it around? Well, Phil's still not putting the ball in the fairway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he had a couple of shots yesterday that were a little off track, but uh, you know it's funny by his own admission. And I've written a couple pieces about Phil. Spent some time with him and yesterday. I talked to him right after his round, and he was positively giddy. I mean, the guy was fired up. He shot a sixty-seven. He putted brilliantly. He says his short game is in is in as good shape as it has ever been. Um, he loves it down here. He loves competing for this, uh, uh, for this tournament, in this tournament and for the green jacket. And the conditions were excellent yesterday. And, and he was just enthusiastic, effusive in his uh, anticipation and, uh, for today. And he just said it was going to be a lot of fun. I think the big thing is, is he's healthy again. Um, he said by his own admissions, he's been terrible, and he hasn't had a good start to this year, and he had two good rounds at Shell, and then his last two rounds, of course, were not terribly good. But he doesn't have the back issues anymore. He's lost some weight. He looks very, very fit, and um, I think he's going to be, I, I personally think he's going to be Speed's main competitor. Now, you know, he's still five shots back, and that's an awful lot to make up, but uh, Phil feels uh, really happy and really good, and he said yesterday he likes being in the group ahead of uh, speech because uh, he remembered being in the group behind uh, Bubba and uh, Louis from South Africa, who used to have um, a couple of years ago, and how hard it was to play behind them, you know, when they're making birdies and doing whatever. And that was, of course, the year that Bubba won in the playoff, his first uh, Masters. So Phil likes his position. He likes to be in front of uh, Speed and Rose. He likes to be able to be the one to kind of set the pace a little bit, make them think about the birdies he's making. So all around, he just seems very enthusiastic, very grounded, very settled, and really ready to play today. So I, I think he's going to be a factor. I really do. Uh, we're talking to John Steinbrenner live from Augusta. John, of course, senior writer for Masters.com and Global Golf Post. And uh, it's going to be a fantastic uh, afternoon of golf from Augusta. Uh, you know, and Like they say, the Masters doesn't start until the back nine on uh, on Sunday, and certainly it's going to be interesting watching all of them go through Amen Corner. Uh, one last question, John, before we let you go. Sure. Um, certainly the, the, the boys at uh, CBS must be thrilled to death because the ratings, my guess is this afternoon, will, will probably be go through the roof. Because this, is, this, is this the most exciting Masters uh, the buzz that we've had in a while? I think it is for a little while. I mean, you know, I, I think it would be better if, uh, if it was Tiger and Rory in the final group, maybe. But uh, Nike would love that. that. Yeah. To, but to have Tiger and Rory 
And then Phil Mickelson in the group, I mean, Charlie Hoffman, of course, is not going to lose the deal, but Phil is you know, huge and uh, here and huge on television. And then to have uh, Jordan, who's gotten you know quite a bit of attention and is very well liked, uh, with Justin Rose, uh, you know, former U.S. Open champion in that uh, final group. That's three groups, your last three groups, that are going to generate in their own way a ton of attention. See, I think the people at CBS have got to be absolutely delighted uh, with what's going on. The Streelman, uh, Kevin Nog, apparent uh, is not going to attract anybody, but Dustin Johnson back there, and you know he's not, he, you know he's ten back, so it's going to be very hard for him to do anything. But Dustin Johnson playing with uh, Hideki Matsuyama and that other group that'll that'll draw some interest as well. So yeah, I think the CBS folks have got to be very very encouraged. The weather looks beautiful today. The course is in awesome shape, and um, I think they've got to love what they got in their hands. John, uh, we've been talking to John Steinbrenner, uh, live from Augusta. John, uh, you've been a friend of the Nazawali Sports Hour, and uh, we'll be talking again to you soon as more majors come up. And uh, thanks for joining us again uh, directly from Augusta. We really appreciate it. And all we can say is uh, enjoy your afternoon. It must be a thrill to be down there. It is. It's great. It's a thrill to be down here, and I really uh, always love chatting with you guys. And thanks so much for having me on. It's our pleasure. All the best. That, of course, that of course was John Steinbrenner uh, talking about Augusta. Uh, Naz, uh, your prediction: Spieth, Rose, Mickelson, Hoffman. Oh, I think Spieth's going to win the tournament. But Rose has started off poorly in all three rounds and has come back each and every round. And he's been uh, he's he keeps knocking on the door. So you never know. Rose might uh, might be able to catch him, but I think Spieth's going to win it. Yeah, I love I love Spieth, and I love what he did on eighteen yesterday. I think that was. That was the shot and the putt that uh, will win him the tournament. I think he's got the, uh, I think he's got the backbone, and I think he's got the cockiness and the confidence to, uh, to make it happen. Uh, and we'll be talking to Sean Clement later on in the show. Sean Clement, of course, one of one of the internet's great golf teachers. Sean will tell you that golf is a five-inch game, which is the five inches between the two ears. And uh, certainly, I think Jordan Spieth. Um, Certainly has uh, has has the uh, has the mental psyche for for the game, but uh, Amen Corner in the back nine on the on Master Sunday, anything can happen, and it always has happened, and it's going to be fascinating. It really is, and we're really looking forward to it. Next on the line, uh, we have with us also a return guest to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, Matt Nickel. Matt Nickel, founder of BioSteel Sports Supplements. If you haven't. Seen BioSteel Sports Supplements, go out and get some because it's sweeping the, uh, the, the uh, professional sports world. Matt is, of course, uh, going to be, through BioSteel and through TSN, sponsoring a unique event in Toronto this week, and we'll let him talk to our listeners all about that right now. Matt, are you with us? I am, guys. How are you? We're doing fantastic, and thanks for joining us again. Of course, you are the founder of BioSteel Sports Supplements. It's a great product. I've actually started using it, Matt, and I highly recommend it to our listeners. But uh, let's talk about a, a very interesting event that's uh, happening in Toronto this week. It's uh, something called the BioSteel All-Canadian Basketball Game, and it's at the Madame Centre. Uh, tell us all about that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's actually a really exciting event. So, I mean, we're... Um We've been pretty heavily involved in basketball in Canada. You know, not uh, we're not uh, bandwagon jumpers uh, in, in this sport like you know, uh, like some seem to be now. But we've you know, seems to have lost the, uh... And uh, you know, I've been involved with basketball Canada for for a long long time, and and uh, so we've kind of realized that you know the the basketball. 
laws in Canada, and we wanted to do something to support it. So we're actually organizing this event, bringing in 24 of the uh, top high school basketball players across Canada. You know, and these are, uh, I mean, we've the NBA first-round draft in this game, and potential lot of picks, like, incredible Matt, unfortunately, Matt, I'm going to have to interrupt you. We have a we have a a really bad connection. I'm going to get our our producer to give you a call back. Maybe we can uh, maybe we can do better with that connection. So, uh, uh, yeah, Matt Nickel, uh, the interesting basketball event this at the Mattamy Center, isn't that the old Maple Leaf, Maple Leaf Gardens? Gardens? Yeah, yeah, and bringing together the top uh, top 24 ba- young basketball players in Canada. So that uh, basketball, you know, with Wiggins and Bennett and uh, you know, a tremendous, tremendous young generation of Canadian basketball players uh, are coming are coming to the fore now, and uh, certainly this event is going to feature uh, feature some 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 of our next uh, up and coming stars. So uh, certainly looking forward to that event. I know it's going to be on TV as well. It, uh, listeners that want to go watch it, it's down. It's Tuesday night. Have we got Matt back on the phone? No. Uh, certainly Tuesday night they'll they'll be able to uh, go down to the Mattamy Center and. Uh, and uh, watch that. It's also on TSN uh, later on Tuesday night. Uh, certainly looking forward to uh, to uh, a great night of basketball. Uh, yeah, there's some serious players that are going to be coming out of there. Toronto seems like the uh, the basketball hub yeah, of the world right the now. World. It yeah, certainly sure. is. And uh, the Wiggins type player is probably going to be at this event Tuesday, so it should be good. Um, once again, we're still trying to get Matt Nickel on the phone, um, and uh, there is another interesting topic uh, of discussion that uh, we're going to get to shortly, so perhaps we'll, we'll introduce that now, which is, of course, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, we're going to talk Maple Leafs in the last 20, 25 minutes, especially this, the uh, season ended uh, yesterday, and uh, a lot of talk about... Uh, Shanahan firing Dave Nonis tomorrow, and uh, a lot of things are going to happen tomorrow. The coaching staff and those type of things. And we got Matt Nickel back. Matt, we uh, we've got you back. Yes, uh, I, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, we had a difficulty. Yeah, a bit of a bad, uh, bit of a bad connection. We'll pick up from that. So it's a, a big event to Tuesday night. Uh, yes, what time yes. and where? Yeah, well, we're bringing in uh, on on Monday night. Uh, we've got an event uh, going on at. Uh, Orangeville Prep uh, High School, we're bringing all the guys to do some practicing, and they've got a dunk contest and things like that. The big event is Tuesday night. Uh, it goes at uh, 7 p.m. at the Mattamy Center. Uh, TSN will be carrying the event uh, immediately following, uh, so if you can't make it for any reason, you can obviously watch it home on TSN. So we uh, highly encourage our uh, our listeners to uh, keep an eye on that event. If you get a chance, go down to the Mattamy Center. It's uh, the old Maple Leaf Gardens, if I'm not mistaken. That's and, exactly right. And, of course, on TSN later on that night, you'll f- have an opportunity to see the next great generation of Canadian basketball talent. And since uh, we have you in the line, Matt, I want to take advantage of this opportunity to ask you uh, something about your company. One last question. Uh, you're doing, uh, BioSteel is doing a fantastic job of attracting some of the best young talent in the world. Uh, as a spokesman for your product, and uh, just want to tell listeners the type of talent that uh, that's on the BioSteel team. We've you've got Andrew Wiggins, you've got Connor McDavid, uh, and of course you've got the uh, the star at the Masters. You've got Jordan Spieth, an incredible an incredible uh, bevy of talent you have there, Matt, and uh, uh, doing a great job with the company. Tell us a little bit about how that came about. Well, you know what I think the the thing is it's a it's an authentic choice by by these athletes. I mean, we're not 
you know, we're not uh, going to compete with some of those other bigger companies dollar for dollar. So, uh, you know, what we've done is we've created a product that, that actually helps improve their performance uh, naturally, safely. Uh, it's something that the players like. It's something that they feel helps them be better at the, at, at the sport that they play. So, uh, you know, we've got a lot of guys, you'd probably be shocked to know how many we have, uh, you know, today at the Masters that maybe are not, uh, they're not spokesmen, they're not endorsing it, you're not going to see them in a commercial, but they buy it. So that's uh, the primary difference between us and a lot of the other companies. Matt, I'm going to ask you a question, a hockey question, because you were involved yep. with the Toronto Maple Leafs at one time with uh, on the training staff, correct? Yes, that's correct. What is your situ- What is your feeling on the current management structure of that team? Well, you know, it's, it's obviously from the outside looking in, it's, it's probably not fair to comment because I, you know, I, I don't know firsthand. But uh, you know, it's tough. It's tough for me to say. You know, I, I was I was there. Uh, Pat Quinn is the, is the man who hired me, and I was there in the Pat Quinn era. And I remember when when Pat got let go, it was you know we had a we had a winning season that year, and and you know we, we failed to make the playoffs by a point, and that was disastrous. And uh, we needed to blow things up and change the culture. So. When I see how far it's it's swung, you know, back the other way, um, I certainly think if there, are, you know, there's probably would be sweeping changes. You know, I, I don't know what those will be. Obviously, I'm not involved in on the inside, but you would think that there would be. It'll certainly be hard to it'd be hard to argue for them not to do something. Anyways, uh, Matt, we want to we want to thank you for coming on the show. Matt Nickel, founder of BioSteel Sports Supplements, uh, doing a great event this this Tuesday night, the All Canadian Basketball Game in. Uh, in uh, cooperation with TSN. If you've got an opportunity and you want to see some outstanding young Canadian basketball talent, certainly go down to the Mattamy Centre. Nick, uh, uh, Matt, it's uh, 7, 7 p.m. Tuesday night? That's correct. 7 p.m. Tuesday night and uh, going to be on TSN later on that night if you can't make it down. And um, Matt, we thank you so much. We wish you the best of uh, luck on this event. It's a great addition to the Toronto sports scene. It's always uh, Always a pleasure to watch young and upcoming talent, and uh, you certainly have collected the best that Canada has to offer. All the well, best. Thanks a lot, guys. Always great chatting. It's a, it's a thanks, pleasure Matt. to have you, Matt Nickel, uh, founder of BioSteel Sports and, and sponsor of the All Canadian Basketball Game. Uh, uh, we're going to have coming up very very shortly, uh, Sean Clement. Uh, brief uh, brief chat about the upcoming golf season and the Masters. Uh, just a brief announcement before we go to Sean Clement. I just want to announce that the Golf Historical Society of Canada is holding their annual trade show and auction at the Canadian Golf Hall of Fame building at Glen Abbey Golf Course on Sunday, April 19th from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. This is a, if you're into golf memorabilia, if you're into golf art, old bags, ceramics, and postcards, this is the golf memorabilia show in Canada. Head out to Glen Abbey next Sunday, April 19th from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. Uh, uh, Naz, uh, are you getting into the swing of golf yet? Uh, we had a little debate last week about whether golf, anybody still cares about golf. Uh, certainly it seems like people care about golf today, but uh, have you dusted off your clubs yet? Not yet. <laughs> are, you will, go- are, you, are you going to? No, I'm still, I'm still, it's still hockey season for some reason. Uh, it's still, still hockey it, it, season. It's still hockey season. Okay, and we'll get to that. We, we, we've got Sean Clement on the line, and Sean, of course is uh, back to the Nazanwali Sports Hour, a brief winter hibernation for Sean, although he's been busy all over the world uh, bringing his brand of golf uh, instruction to various places in the world. Sean, you can find him at wisdomingolf.com. 
almost 50,000 subscribers. And also on the YouTube channel, Sean Clement, you can believe this one, 22 million hits. Astounding number, Sean. You are the Internet's number one golf guru. And thanks for coming back to the uh, Naz and Wally Sports Hour. How, how are you, Sean? I'm awesome, you guys. It, it has been a long winter, and thank goodness uh, we had a few breaks in there to, uh, to spend in California and Florida and uh, off to Texas next week. Uh, but uh, today is uh, today is gorgeous. My goodness, um, I, I don't know wh whether to sit down in front of the Masters this afternoon or just record that and go out and uh, hit some balls on the driving range somewhere. Well, either or, you can't go wrong, Sean. We've got to ask you uh, first of all. Uh, this, you know, you've been keeping track of the Masters, and you must be uh, you must be thoroughly impressed with the uh, with the play of Jordan Spieth, and uh, probably impressed uh, with the turnaround in Tiger Woods as well. You're a you're a you're a, a critical analyst of golf swings and golfers. Tell us what you like about Jordan, and tell us what you see perhaps in Tiger's rebound. Um, the, the Jordan yesterday, uh, the, the 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 telltale sign, and it, it was it was so funny to hear Nick Faldo trying to describe what kind of a shot he was going to hit to get up and down on the 18th hole, and then and then he was blown away by by the brashness of that flop shot. And uh, and I said that was it. That that just right there, he's won the tournament on that shot. Uh, you know they're gonna nip they're gonna nip at his heels today. But uh, I, I don't think uh, you know seeing from what what I've seen uh, that he's gonna fold and uh, he's gonna he's gonna grab he's got to grab the bull by the horns today and, uh, and and he's gonna put a nice green jacket on. Oh, Sean, I certainly hope so. But I'm uh, normally I defer to your greater golf expertise. But the one thing, uh, having played golf for almost my entire life at a at a handicap level, the one thing I've realized is anything can happen on a golf course, and anything can happen at Augusta on yeah. on Sunday, especially on the back nine. So uh, you you never know you never know what can happen. Tiger, uh, we've had we've had discussions about Tiger and. Uh, well, you know, one of the things you've noticed, uh, perhaps he's doing maybe differently this weekend, but you've noticed uh, uh, in in the recent past is he just he's he's just too much into mechanics. Yeah. Tell, tell our listeners a little bit about what that means. Well, uh, uh, you know, it's um, he, he's missed the points throughout his career. I mean, uh, uh, you remember when Mike won Masters that uh, in two thousand and three. That year, uh, he also won uh, Riviera, and uh, Tiger had uh, shot this amazing final round 64, which he never plays well at that co at that golf course. And they, he was asked, you know, what did you do? And he says, well, I went to the range this morning and played these big old hooks and these big old slices. And and like in my college days, we were playing a game of horse on the range, and my and my swing kind of just fell into place. And I just went out and played the shots that I needed to to, to hit. To, to put a good score together, and, and he, he didn't think about, uh, about technique. And his, uh, his second coach before Butch, John Anselmo, had made the best observation ever about him. He says, when I gave him a shot to hit, he was the best I've ever seen. And when, he, when I tried to put him into a specific position, he, he was mediocre at best. So for him to, you know, when he, when he gets to the Masters, it's a different story because he knows he's got to play certain shots. So, so the golf course and the way it sets up, and, and, and obviously it's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen in your life. I was there in 99. It's just it's bringing back some great memories for him, and I think that's one of the reasons why he's performing well. Uh, you know, 
the, the, the fact that he snap hooked it into the into the first fairway on uh, on the first day and then and then proceeded to block push a, a five wood into the trees tells me that he's still too much involved in his in his technique and he should just play the shot at hand period and the jury's still out I still got to see what the what, what he's going to do today uh, I think it's still early too early to tell Anyways, uh, Sean, uh, we have limited time available for you today, but I know you're going to be back with us talking all things golf throughout the whole season. Uh, so welcome back uh, to, uh, to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. You're our resident golf instructional guru. Thanks for coming back. We'll be talking to you in the, in the, in the, weeks, in the upcoming weeks. Sean Clement, you can check him out at wisdomandgolf.com on YouTube, or you can check him out at the Richmond Hill Golf and Country Clubs. Thanks. Yeah, and, for... I'll, and I'll have a nice little video uh, concerning the Jordan Spieth looking at the hole. Uh, we, that's something I've taught for years, and uh, and nobody's given a proper explanation of it on the Golf Channel. So I'm going to do a special video for you guys on that. So watch for that. Oh, too. we'll certainly look, and please let us know when it's it's up and online, and we'll certainly share that information with our listeners. All Sean, right. have a fantastic afternoon. You too, guys. Bye bye. I've been talking to Sean Clement, our resident uh, golf instruction guru. Uh, before we go to break, uh, we just remind our listeners we'll be back from break very shortly. We will be taking your calls. We've got a lot to talk about in our last 15 minutes, Naz. The Leafs uh, never leave us uh, short of topics to talk about, and there's going to be a bloodletting on Bay Street tomorrow, apparently, and uh, we certainly want to talk about that, but I do want to give the listeners our number, 416 360 one eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero. We'll be right back to talk about carnage on Bay Street tomorrow, Monday. It was a rainy day when Peterville asked, "How much loyalty is there in the world anymore?" Well, about fourteen inches, we figure. Introducing Peterville's new loyalty program. After your sixth order, you'll receive a large 14-inch pizza of your choice free with your seventh order. You scratch our back, we feed your face. Find out more at pizzaville.ca. That's pizzaville.ca. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal? Yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com. 
at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7, striving to inspire you at every turn. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Discover Villanova College, York Region's only independent co-educational Catholic school. We offer small class sizes and a commitment to academic excellence towards properly preparing students for university and lifelong success. If you are a young person or a parent seeking more from today's education, then take a moment to learn more about Villanova College. Find out about our specialized enrichment programs, including STEM and advanced placement. For information regarding admissions or to schedule a personal tour, visit VillanovaCollege.org. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. From face-offs to playoffs, field goals to own goals, you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zuma Radio, the new AM740. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. Uh, we'll be talking... Uh, some hockey for the balance of the show. Give us a call at 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. We want to talk hockey. You want to talk masters. Give us a call. We'd love to chat with you. Uh, Naz, uh, all signs and all reports point to a very interesting day tomorrow down at the ACC. Heads are going to roll. Well, what a, have you heard, and what's going to happen? Foregone conclusion, the coaching staff is going to be let go. There's talk that Dave Nonis is going to be let go, and Kyle Dubas and Mark Hunter say if uh, Nonis is let go, they will not be back either. So what is Shanahan's plan now, if this well, all ta- takes in effect? Well, uh, there's been a lot of commentating on it, uh, both from uh, what, what, who's going to be let go from a management perspective, of course, there's the issue of what we're going to do with, uh, with, with the players. Um, uh, certainly, uh, there's talk that Fanuf's not going to be back. Kessel's not going to be back. Uh, Bozak's not going to be back. Uh, anybody else? Well, you named half their team, so <laughs> uh, might as well not be back. There's one guy I'd love if they brought back is Eric Brewer. Eric Brewer, he's a, uh, he's a steadying he, influence, and this guy was a really, really good defenseman at one time. And you know what? He's, uh, he's, he's done a great job with the Leafs. Uh, Eric Brewer ended up being what Stefan Robida should have been. Right. Okay? That's exactly. So I don't have a problem bringing Brewer back. Um, and if I, I, think it, there, I think it's pretty obvious this team's going to get gutted. Um, I don't see any way. I don't see how you gut the team tomorrow. I, I mean, you just can't say I'm going to. You know, I'm going to let Kessel go. I'm going to let Fanuf go. Or I'm going to let this oh, they guy won't go. Say they that can't tomorrow. do they that, tomorrow. that tomorrow. And, and you know, you got to be careful. I mean, you you have to maximize the value of your assets. So, I think supposedly there's supposed to be some management uh, decisions tomorrow. Uh, if they are serious, if Shanahan's serious about making a clean break, then um, and this got nothing to do. I'm sure Dave Nonis is 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 the nicest gentleman in the world. I've got no problems from that point of view. But I think you have to change the management structure. 
and you change the management structure, you you know, and then you bring Wally, in a new gonna, you bring in get, a new general manager. What do you do with Mark Hunter and Kyle Dubas? Wally, they changed it twice during the season. I mean, this is ridiculous. But no, but what did they change during the season? They well, they changed brought Carlisle. in Dubas and Hunter. Well, Why during the season, they, and then now they're going to be gone. There's a possibility of those two guys being gone. What are they doing? But if you bring in a new general manager, you, you, does you the general man does a new general manager not have the right to pick his own? Absolutely, he should pick his own guys. If absolutely, but hate, why bring in Dubis and Hunter if they're going to pick their own guys? Why are they? Why were well, they bringing in this? Shannon to me is flying off the seat of his pants. That's how he's he's managing this team, and I don't think he's the proper guy. I didn't like the signing when when it first occurred, and I don't like it even more now. And uh, player wise. Any any player wise uh, any thoughts? I, well, I, I, I just think, I think they have to. Funuf has got to go because he can't he can't be in the city anymore. Not because of his hockey ability, because it's just time for him to go. That's the one is player. That, I'm that, not sure about the other guys, but definitely Funuf has to go. Yeah, I, I don't think I you know with Dion Funuf, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I'm not so sure the fans or the media has been all that fair to him. But we've got some calls. Let's take the calls. We have D General from Etobicoke that wants to talk hockey. D General, how are you feeling this morning? Uh, not well, guys. Not well at all. In the morning, uh, I'm not happy. The uh, my, you know, the big, the big bad bees are not in the playoffs. Uh, L.A. is not in the playoffs. We got a Stanley Cup champion, defending champion, and the uh, first place team overall last year. You know, not vying for the uh, for Lord Stanley's uh, been there, and uh, I don't know. Something's wrong. The axis is off. The world is changing. Uh, the only thing that's the constant is that the Leafs are still in trouble, and and, <laughs> and you guys and you guys haven't got enough time on the show to rectify this problem. So, you guys, we got to go to another hour because well, I, I don't, another hour is not going to do it. We'd probably need a whole day and, and a couple uh, of psychologists. I think you got to bring a few psychologists on the show. No, we, we've talked about that. There's certainly uh, certainly uh, psychologists. I don't know for the players or for the fans. Maybe the fans need a, a psychologist to deal with this. But uh, interesting, well, I very rarely, I very rarely agree with Steve Simmons in the Toronto Sun. Yes. But this morning, I agree with him. He made oh. a comment in the Toronto Sun this morning that this has been the most miserable Leafs year in his 50 years of watching hockey. Well, there, you know what? No, I agree with him. This well, has there's been. There's no doubt, guys. There's no doubt. But but in all in all seriousness, when Vancouver lost the cup to the Bruins, they weren't a bad hockey club, and they blew that up. And look at how long it took them to get back in the playoffs and, and a legitimate contender. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if the Leafs are that bad. I think it's the management that's that's the problem. They got they got too many chefs in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Well, and 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 I think they have to decide. I, I agree with you, Dan. They got to decide on 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 who's going to run the ship. And and let let them run it, and uh, and if it doesn't work out, you write the book, and at the end of the book, you don't like it, you uh, you change your uh, your headship. That's all. Uh, certainly, thanks uh, thanks, D General, for that call. We want to go to our next call, Kevin from Buffalo. Kevin from Buffalo, you've got some thoughts on the end of the hockey season, and uh, certainly you guys are in a good shape down in Buffalo because you've got a twenty percent chance of getting the next superstar, Connor McDavid. Well, good morning, gentlemen, and. Excellent comments by the general too. He was right on, right on target. And yes, what what a day next Saturday will be with the, with the draft. And I'll keep it real short because I know other callers. But uh, your thoughts this week, Head Nolan here in Buffalo. I mean, I feel he has had leadership of the locker room. It seems like the Saber players really like playing for him. 
and Murray has come in, and it seems like there has been here in Buffalo mentioned a big fallout between like Murray and Nolan working, and I'll keep it short. I'll enjoy your comments, and you gentlemen have a great week. Ted Nolan, for what he had to put up with with the Buffalo Sabres this year, with Murray just trading player after player after player so that he could get either McDavid or Eichel, which he's got guaranteed to get Eichel for sure, and possibly McDavid instead of Eichel, I think it would be a darn shame if they didn't bring Ted Nolan back because that guy has suffered through hell with that hockey team, and he's really kept them together. Could you imagine that guy with a better team? Nolan would be tremendous behind the bench. I think those are great comments, Naz. I, I echo those sentiments wholeheartedly. I, I think uh, you know they, they basically destroyed that team this year. And why, why would anybody play, blame Ted Nolan for that? You know, he, he, you know, they gave him nothing to work with on the ice and basically uh, canned the season so they could get Connor McDavid. And then you want to go fire the coach or blame Ted Nolan for that? Ted Nolan's, Ted Nolan's not the responsibility there. And uh, since we're talking about, uh, since the name Murray came into the conversation, totally different track. Uh, you know, I, I hate the Ottawa Senators, but I'm, I'm going to go out, uh, go out on the limb right here and, and congratulate them for what they accomplished. They came from nowhere, from nowhere. In, in, at the beginning of February, the Toronto Maple Leafs were ahead of them in the standings. They finished 23-4-1 and one, or something close to that. And it was, it was just absolutely remarkable. And Brian, Brian Murray, grace, class, battling his illness. I couldn't, uh, he, deserved, he deserved that. And, uh, you know, I, I think Ottawa are going to be a handful for Montreal, them, for Montreal in, in the tough. playoffs. Montreal is in tough against Ottawa. They, they, they have had a lot of problems with them. But you know the goalie, the Hamburglar, what a great act that is. They should, they should buy him a McDonald's franchise, forget a, a burger, because he, it's because of him that they've made the playoffs. He's been outstanding. Yeah, he's, been, he's absolutely incredible. Another, you know, some incredible surprises this year. And, uh, you know, Mark Stone, that asked me three weeks ago who Mark Stone was, and now he's, he looks like he might be rookie of the year. He, these, these guys draw from the skies. Jamie Benn. I took a lot of heat on Twitter last night. If you want to check out my tweets, uh, Walter Rigabon at Naz Wally Show. Uh, I, just, I just made the point on Twitter last night, where did Jamie Benn come from? And uh, I don't consider him one of the top 10 forwards in the game, and I, I, I was called an idiot for that. And, uh, you know, I've been called worse, Naz, but uh, I, I thought it was certainly a debatable point. Uh, you know, Jamie Benn's an excellent forward. I'm not going to say that he's not, but an Art Ross trophy winner. One of the top five forwards in the game. Uh, I, been, I don't see it now. There's been some injuries that have caused this. That, that Jamie Benz won the score, but give him credit; he's won it uh, for sure. Anyways, we've got one more call, uh, Mike from Hamilton. Uh, I know we didn't get a chance to talk about baseball this week, and the uh, the certainly the Jays are in the thick of it. They had a, an interesting week, and we're going to be talking all things baseball next week with Paul Beeston. But Mike from Hamilton, tell us what's on your mind. Well, how you doing, guys? Good morning. How are you? Fine, thank you. I just wanted to ask you a question about about it has to do with the Yankees. Like I, I can't help but wonder if uh, there's going to be a joint ceremony to honor uh, the two numbers that have like one, one numbers one through ten have all been retired except for two and six. And I think you may know where I'm going with this, but 
I just wonder if they're going to have a, a kind of like a joint ceremony to honor both uh, those numbers and retire them in, in fitting form. Uh, that that of uh, Jeter and Joe Torre. But what do you guys think? Well, the, Jeter is definitely going to be retired for sure, and Torre should be also. I think that that's probably the case that that's going to happen. Uh, the Yankees themselves, it looks like they're barely going to win 70 games this year, and uh, I don't find that that team is in very good shape. The Yankees had uh, great difficulty with the Jays and should have been swept. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Well, I think it's you, you so got so spoiled all those years ago. Like I think between 1981 and 1996, they didn't make the playoffs once. And Joe Torre was hired, uh, came out of nowhere. Because I think if you recall in St. Louis, Atlanta, with the Mets, he didn't do very well. And he came into the Bronx and he went home to Brooklyn, basically, and he took the city by storm. They won the World Series in 96, 97, 98. And 98 was, was, I think if you recall, was I think they won 114 games. Yeah, they were incredible that year. Yeah. And I, I just think, Naz and Wally, that they they basically um, had had such a great run with Joe Torre for – you know, he spent half his time in the in the Bronx in the World Series and won four times. And um, Mike, unfortunately, I'm going to have to interrupt you. I apologize. Uh, we were just about to run out of time. I'm getting the signal from our producer. Listen, thanks for calling us, and uh, give us give us a call next week. We certainly would like to talk more baseball next week. That was Mike from Hamilton. We've got a short minute left, Naz, and. Uh, the NHL playoffs are coming up. Uh, we're certainly going to keep an eye on what happens tomorrow in the future direction of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, that shouldn't certainly make for some topics of conversation next Sunday. We didn't get hot and heavy into uh, NHL playoffs. Give us very, very quickly in our last 30 seconds, who's your Stanley Cup winner? New York Rangers will win the Stanley Cup this year. Oh, my God. We agree on something. I've got the Rangers. I've got the Rangers. I've got to rethink this, but uh, okay, we both got the Rangers, and I think we probably both got the Rangers for the same reason. They've got a top six defense that is incredibly solid, and they've got and they're solid between the pipes. So we'll certainly keep an eye on that. Uh, we've had a great time this morning on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Looking forward to Masters Sunday, the back nine today. Go Jordan Spieth, and to all our listeners, have a fantastic week. We'll be back here again next Sunday morning at 9 a.m. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.